Hi guys, welcome to SMSF Mate's podcast today. Before we get started, let me start off with the general advice warning. We are required to warn you that any advice has been prepared without taking into account your objectives, financial situations or needs. And because of that, you should, before acting on the advice, consider the appropriateness of the advice and have regard for your own objectives, financial services and needs. And where the advice relates to an acquisition or possible acquisition of a particular financial product, you should obtain product disclosure statements or a PDS relating to the product and consider the PDS before making any decision about whether you should acquire that product. All right, welcome back to SMSF Mates podcast. I'm here with Ashwin and Tim in the background over there playing behind the camera. Uh, we are looking at end of financial year checklist for 2023 if you have an SMSF today. <laughs> I think that's what we're doing. Is yeah, that, what we're doing? that yeah, is what we're doing. Sounds good. So uh, we'll get into it straight away. All right, Ashwin, so end of financial year checklist for anyone with an SMSF, what should we be looking at? Well, I think there's, there's quite a few things to go through. Probably first off would, would, would be have a meeting with your advisors just to make sure there's anything in this because this is just a general list. Um, but I'll start off by looking at your deed. So sometimes deeds need to be updated. My trust deed. Your trust deed of your super fund. So make sure that's in order. Uh, make sure all the director details are up to date. You should have been doing that throughout the year if you have a trustee company, but another chance to look over it. Um, look at your binding death nominations mm-hmm. or, or death nominations in general. Make sure they're up to date. And that, that's probably on the legal side of things that are probably the biggest ones to look out for. Um, again, you want to look at your investments. So sometimes you might need to revalue things like the unlisted shares, right. um, property if it's been a few years. All of these sort of things you should go ahead and start doing Start the ball rolling. Start forward. getting organised. Start getting organised. And it also gives you an idea of what your balance is. Now, if you're one of those people that's in retirement uh, mode, you've got to, your pension to come out. So it's really important to take the minimum pension out um, by the 30th of June to ensure you get the tax-free benefits of the super fund uh, for your portion of the fund. So really important to make sure you've done that. So we're still carrying... By 30 June, right? By 30 June. So most people have already done it throughout the year, but it's a good time just to double-check you've done the minimum because um, there's no real leeway other than one twelfth short of your pension might get you okay, but make sure you've taken out the minimum is, is the bare minimum, is what we right. expect from our clients. So um, what you do is we still got the old rules. So basically if you're um, in the in the last couple of years because of COVID, they reduced the minimum amount of pension. So it was generally 4% for most people. It's come down to 2%, but depending on your age, it's dropped by, it's still at that half percent amount, but next year it's going to be more. So some people might need to think of the next 12 months. Are there some assets you might need to sell? So you've got cash to pay out your pension or things you're going to take out of your super right, fund so and meet that. property, you can't just liquidate it by the 30 June. Exactly. So um, that should have all been planned this year, but next year you're going to be selling maybe these assets to liquidate. So it's probably good to revisit that. And then tells revisiting your investment strategy. So part of that review is make sure your investment strategy is up to date for what you've got in your fund at 30 June. So you might have a 5 to 10% investment in a certain sector and you might have gone over that. You might want to update your investment strategy so it lines up with that. So those are all the things that I would start to do in the end of financial year. Um, also just you know start compiling all your documents together. So make sure you've got all your buy-sell agreements, uh, transactions, anything that looks a bit odd, you might pick up on a mistake that you might want to fix. Um, if you could fix that before 30 June, that's that's a lot better than trying to fix it afterwards. Right. Um, but, you know, really sit down with your accountant um, or, or whoever your financial advisor is to go through what's actually happened in the last year 
and see if anything else is applying to you. So you might be planning retirement. Um, it might be a good time to put more money in super uh, because it might be the last chance you get or it's the year after. You know, check all of those things out. So it's, it's really be proactive um, and, and, and try and engage advisors where you can um, and see what your caps are. So there's things like contribution caps, there's non-concessional, there's concessional. Um, if you're under a certain amount, if you're under half a million super and you can still put in a super, um, you can put more in if you've missed out on the previous years. You want to review any caps there. Um, there's a lot of things you can do before 30 June. You can't do it after 30 yeah, June. Yeah, right. Like, like the contribution if you're a... Um uh, a company and you have an employee or you're an employee if you're your an employee and you're putting money into super whether you're self-employed or an employee you can put that voluntary amount in before yeah, 30 june the cash has to go into the into the bank account by 30 exactly june, right? and if you're part of an uh, uh, other funds sometimes the money has to be in now by the time it gets processed so really be really careful that you make yeah, sure yeah. it hits there so you know, the stories of people transferring on 30 June, but it doesn't hit the account until 1 July. It doesn't count. Very hard to fix it. The, you know, some people try and use reserve accounts and things like that, which, but, you know, ultimately it should be in the account. So right. um, make sure Good you tip. have all your documentation in order. So there's a lot of things to go through. Um, but... I would start off by engaging advisors to an extent, but that's a good little list to go through. And the big one is if you see anything that you're not sure about, ask. Ask, <laughs> ask the question. Yeah. It's better to ask. Check the SMSF mate website. Yeah, great resource to start off with. Um, there's other things around the place. And just, just tidy things up. Make it clean. Make it easier. And chances are you're going to save accounting fees um, as a result because it's in a nice, neat package opposed to a shoebox that we sometimes get from clients. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, Ashwin, if I need some software to assist, any recommendations? Is a is a shoebox sufficient? Uh, Cloud-based software? Yeah, look, I think that's where it's really important to have that mean with the um, advisor, whether it's the financial advisor or the accountant that's preparing your um, year-end work, um, unless you're doing it yourself, is a lot of the software that out there has plugins that will get a lot of the data Sync for you. with ATO. So it's sitting down with them and making sure it syncs through. So right. um, it'll make things a lot easier for you, like bank accounts or trading accounts will, will come through. Or sometimes it could just be importing um, uh, Excel file from your bank will save a lot of time than actually putting all yeah, your documents in order. Printing it out, right. Um, so yeah, but ask the question because <laughs> chances are it's going to save you money. Right. Um, so yeah, if you can be digitally minded, chances are it's going to be gonna beneficial help. for you. Yeah, understood. And is there any way that you can check your obligations on the ATO or MyGov, or is it more of an independent? Um, yeah. So look, as an accountant, we have access to our clients, and we can see when their due dates are for lodgements. Um, so if you've been late um, in your tax return, then you usually have an earlier due date for your super fund, which will impound right. maybe getting the work done quicker. Um, if you catch up you should be okay. But depending on the size of your fund and, and when you're lodged, you'll, you'll get a due date. So um, normally most clients will, will prepare work with enough time to do it. Um, but sometimes there's delays with auditors or personal things that happen. Like, um, um, you know, of course, probably delays in our firm because I've had a, well, my wife has had a third baby and I've been away for a few weeks. So there are things that sometimes cause delays in accounting practice, which we, we make requests to the HA to extend it. But Ultimately, you do have a due date. Try and get it done yeah, by try that. try and get it done. But you can always request more time from the ATO here right. if, if there's a circumstance. And Ashwin, the due date for an SMSF tax return, is it around May of the following year or is it mo mo Most of May if they're done on time and they're smallish, less complex funds. Right. Um, some funds are due at the normal lodgement 
due date without a tax account, which is the end of um, October. October. Uh, but that might be because you're late with your previous, previous year's returns. returns. So check check your check home records, you log check. into MyGov, yep. you should get given a yep. due date. Yep, should be there. So Ashwin, I uh, hear a lot about the contribution cap uh, being increased this year. Do you want to just explain a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, so the contribution cap is 27500 for this year, um, concessionally. So, And that's cash into the into the super fund between 1st of July, July and 30 June, right? 30 June. So you can generally call your super fund or you can do a reconciliation yourself for the year to see how much money's hit the account um, and top it up right. um, before 30 June um, and, and make the most of it. Again, there is also that catch-up. So if there were years before you haven't used up, you can carry forward and catch them up um, by lodging them. So if I only put in 20,000 last year... There might might be a balance from last year you can put in. It goes back the last five years, but that's on the basis your fund has less than... Your portion of the fund is less than half a million dollars. Right. So if you have more than half a million, you can't do the catch-up anymore. So for those people that are under half a million, you can check Then you can. And that's per person. So if it's myself and my wife in our... Yeah, uh, it's per person. Per yeah. person. So yeah. if your wife's under five and you're over, she can do it, but you can't. Understood. Um, and, but you can run a report on the ATO or MyGov. Um, I think MyGov might have it, but I know from us from the tax agents, we can run a report that shows everyone's super right. um, balances and what they can carry forward and catch catch up. It doesn't take into account what's happened this year because obviously the mm. ATO is working a year behind. Um, so you can always use that as a okay. way to work out what extra you can put in. Um, and or you can reconcile your bank account. Or you can reconcile the account and find out, find out the balance. So that that's probably the easiest um, way to top up your super. You can always put more in sometimes, whether it's a downsizer, like you've sold your house and you're a retiree, you can put money in if you meet the requirements. Or um, you could also put money um, in of after-tax contributions into super ah, yeah, up to okay. a certain point. But you don't get the tax credit, right? It's no tax credit. The reason you might be doing that is... You don't want to be paying tax in your own name. You want to be paying it in your super so, yeah. because the tax rate's lower. It's lower. And but what is the tax? Is 15%? It's generally 15% unless you're over that $3 million, um, right. cap, which will, will kick in um, in the future. But that, that's, that hasn't happened yet. Unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, it, it, in my mind, all that is if, you, if you've got $3 million in your super um, account for yourself personally, you can pay a bit of tax. I think you can cover the, 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 the tax. Um, but it does have some consequences when you might be paying tax on values of assets that don't end up coming through so you know you right. could have a property worth five million dollars by the time you sell it it might be two million dollars but you've been paying tax based on that ah, old value okay. so that's where it could have it a, a bit complicated a, a bit bit of a negative effect so some some accountants are doing or advisors are doing strategies around um you know getting those illiquid assets maybe out to avoid the extra tax component in the future but again um yeah if you've got the money, I think you can afford it. Is is, is my view? Um, in Hopefully, that we won't space. insert a professional advice disclaimer in there somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, so definitely, definitely a good view. Um, it, it, for, for from my point of view, if I had three million dollars in super, I'm I'm happy to pay the tax. Um, uh, personally, on that. And uh, Ashwin, there, I heard uh, recently that there are maybe some changes to the um, minimum pension payment rate. Does that sound right? Uh, it, it's the same as the year before, but it'll be changing in the twenty. 324 years. Ah, so, so for the 2022 2023 financial year, it's the same it's as the same. Uh, previous. But yeah, but once we hit 1 July, then it's, it's, changing. Get, it's changing to the old rate that it was pre COVID, um, and you'll have to take a higher balance out. So if you're under 65, it'll be 4%. If you're between uh, 65 and under 74, or to 274, you'll be 5 and then it'll be 6% from 75 to 79, and then 80 plus, you're, you're back at the 7%. So 
the whole purpose of that is to reduce the balance of your fund yeah. as you get so older. In a real real life example, if you have a million dollars in your super fund uh, uh, this year, you may have to take out four percent, and you need to cash out forty grand. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, even if I suppose that's a good example. Term de- deposit rates maybe have co- come back up to what you can afford, so you mm. you can get the liquidity out. Uh, but if you can't, you got to sell some assets or take the balance out. Right. So. If all your stuff is in a in a property, well, then if your rental property is not returning your minimum pension amount, then you might have to sell sell the property to get some cash in. So, that good to approach those issues now, so you know ahead of time, because you know that will be a problem for next year. But the sooner you're on it, the yeah. quicker you can you can address any so of those. Just a reminder: issues. the minimum pension rates don't change in the 2023 financial yeah. year, but take effect from the 1st of July, 2024. Uh, no, no, 1st of July, 23. Which is the 2024 financial yeah, year. Yeah, so most people um, have already got their pension amounts that they have to take out this year and they should be doing that as part of their end of year um, checklist effectively to make sure that's happened. Um, but next year, it's going to go back to a higher rate. So right. yeah. and, and of course, those rates will be live on our website, smsfmate.com.au. They are. All right, Ashwin, I've just got a question here um, from someone on our live chat. They've just sent in, what is the SMSF supervisory levy? I haven't heard that one before. Uh, you should have. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's in your return. Um, so effectively, it's probably the only, it, uh, from, from my knowledge anyway, it's the only return I believe the HO charges a fee um, right. for. So as a self-managed super fund, you have to lodge an, a tax return for it. There's a there's a fee um, at the end of your tax return that covers it. So right. I think for the current year it's two hundred fifty nine dollars. Um, it generally will increase at different points. Um, but that that fee is to cover the ATO's compliance costs of investigating self managed super funds. So that's that's the belief behind it. Um, so similar to ASIC with their annual renewal fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So similar to ASIC, uh, there's a fee for basically keeping those organisations going. So, But this one's specifically to help the the, the super fund uh, team, from my, my understanding anyway. But it goes to the ATO fee to cover compliance costs. So it's there. It is it is a relatively small fee in, in, in respect to accounting and auditing and financial mm-hmm. advisor costs, but it is a fee to be aware of. Um, but it, it is there on the, right. um, on, on the SMSF what, mate website if you want to look. And if you've got any questions, feel free to email them in or, or ping us on our chat. That'd be great. So, Ashwin, uh, a lot of you answering the questions today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up for in the financial year in my self-managed super fund, if I've got a commercial property, uh, I think I have to order a valuation, don't I? Yeah, so look, um, it applies to, to, to most properties um, and other other types of investments. Um, you, you do need to get a valuation every three years for right. those, those type of assets. Um so they should be engaged to, to value it at that at the thirty June. Is that just from a real estate agent or look, um be guided by your auditor. Um our typical advice is to get professional independent um So a license value. Li- license value would be ideal. Um um, a real estate agent appraisal I don't know would stack up. Um right. but you know, get a valuation so we've got it in there. And there are plenty of firms that do this. Plenty of firms that will do it. Um, um you can engage online people to, to do evaluation you could also um, engage licensed um, valuers. agents valuers to come and do that uh, and that's why I think they give you the leeway of the three years because it, it can be a significant cost to do that um, but also to double check your leases so you know leases usually have clauses around um, inflation or market rate increases so you might have to have to increase your rent 
Um, mm-hmm. So your revenue might be increasing for the next financial year. And given what's happened in the last 12 months, uh, the CPI increase yeah. might be significant yeah. for your rental. Absolutely. Um, so make sure you update that there. So um, I know for us in our commercial property, our review date's actually December. So our, our we're expecting our rent to go significantly up from one, uh, one, one January yeah, right. uh, next year. Yeah, right. All right, Ashwin, thanks very much for all that. Uh, words of wisdom. Uh, so we'll just wrap it up today. And if you are listening and you have any questions or further comments, leave them either in the comments or you're welcome to email us at hello at smsfmate.com.au and we'll address them on our next podcast. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks, Gareth. Cheers. Thank you for joining us once again. If you're interested in our waffle about self-managed super funds, feel free to join us on smsfmate.com.au or search SMSFMate in Spotify.